live life? Or does life live you? Come join us as we rebel against life's expectations. And instead, live the thriving life we are made for. Come grow, prosper, and multiply with us in all areas of life. As we learn to thrive in who we are, what we do, and who we do it with. I'm Matt. I am Lindsay. And we are Thriving Ones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coil Coaching's podcast, Thriving One. We are so excited that you're joining us again today. Yes. Um, we are going to be diving into our part two from our last podcast about healthy de- deconstruction. Um, and, and we're excited to dive into that today. So yes. it's part two and we're going to we're going to just explore what that looks like, you know, and continue that conversation between Matt and I. But I'm going to turn this over to my hubby, Matt. He's going to be Let's leading the way. <laughs> All right. So good to be back with you guys again. Man, I am so excited about this topic uh, because of what is behind this topic. Uh, you know, uh, healthy deconstruction or the word deconstruction might sound weird. It might even sound destructive. Right. Uh, but the reality is it's a biblical process. And so today we're going to hop into uh, more of the practical of what does healthy deconstruction look like, mm-hmm. how to how to do it per se. Yeah. Um, and so this is what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, just supporting people and helping people step into their true nature, mm-hmm. uh, to the depths of communing with um, their creator, yeah. uh, to knowing themselves. Uh, so to start off, I just want to do a reminder, if you didn't listen to the last episode, make yes. sure to go listen to that. Um, <clears throat> but I want to kind of start off with uh, a great definition of deconstruction, um, that I found that I just want to like set the table with again yeah, on, you know, wh- what is deconstruction? You know, it's a bit of a buzzword in the Christian world. It carries a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to come, we're coming in with a really healthy version of understanding what it really means. Uh, and so the definition that I saw that I liked was this deconstruction uh, is a careful and deliberate examination of one's beliefs from the inside. That's good. Uh, it's about coming to terms with what you believe outside of your inherited beliefs. Mm-hmm. So those that you grew up in your culture, in your yeah. family, in your church culture, in your school culture. Okay. So it's like recognizing the difference is what are you mm-hmm. going to carry? What kind of truth? What kind of love are you going to carry? Yeah. And how is it not matched up to what what God says that it is from Mm -hmm. your external environment. Uh, And really deconstruction, it's about growing into your faith, not out of your faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where a lot of the negative connotation has come from uh, related to uh, deconstruction is a lot of people have been using it as people leaving the faith or leaving their connection to God and Christ. And Mm -hmm. so we're not talking about that. Uh, we we are hitting on, you know, what is uh, what are we deconstructing from? Yeah. And kind of what I mentioned before is we're deconstructing from beliefs that don't work mm-hmm. anymore or beliefs yeah. that aren't helpful to connection, yes. relationship, acceptance mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, value, a value system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we're, t- we're talking a lot about environments from mm-hmm. family environments yeah. to uh, church culture environments mm-hmm. to uh, business and um, organizational environments right. where 
one of the difficulties in, when environments get really big is they lose mm -hmm. the natural uh, connectivity yes. uh, of being known and experiencing mm -hmm. and love. Uh, yeah. So it, it becomes more of a business experience yeah. uh, in family yeah. and more specifically in church mm -hmm. uh, yep. and where we're created to be connected. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really also, um, I would say, like a limit, like you know, the limit, like it limits us from growing and maturing. You know, there's mm -hmm. beliefs, or maybe, you know, it's and it's not just church. You know, church is included because this is a you know where we're what we're going to be talking about. But also like um, when you said family, mm -hmm. friends, and relationships. You know, and that's a whole another set of podcast episodes. You totally. know, but it is really like setting yourself free from the systems that are limiting you from maturing and growing in your relationship with the Lord. Right. So, and that includes everything else, like including relationships. That's why deconstruction is quite painful and traumatizing for some people when they do it, because it really is like when you look at, like, I, I see it this way, like when you look at your kitchen and you're, and you're like, I want a new kitchen, you know, and you have a vision of like, wow, there must be more than this, you know, like I have had this kitchen for 20 years right? and I would love to have new features, you know, because things change and you're like, and so, but in order for you to get to that place, the vision that you have, like there must be more mm -hmm. <laughs> than this kitchen and yes. I want to add some features to it. Like there's, there's a, a level of deconstruction that you need to do. Yeah with the current kitchen and it's not that you don't love it because sometimes you know you still love your old kitchen but it, it it's it's not it's limiting you from doing what you want to do you know knowing that there are other ways that you can grow into your cooking i don't know like it's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a it's like a, an example you know but there's a level of deconstruction that happens during that time yeah. and if you don't understand what you're doing <laughs> then it can cause a lot of pain and trauma and so that's why you need people and a vision you know yeah. so i'm probably jumping the gun here but i'm i'm really no, excited good. yeah yeah and and one of the things that we were chatting about last time to lead into you know what is healthy deconstruction is you know, as we're maturing and as we're growing as individuals, mm -hmm. we're you're recognizing that the old operating system yep. doesn't work in the now. Mm -hmm. So uh, the example I used uh, in our last podcast was related to uh, when I was single. Yes. And then when I got married, I had to change mm -hmm. my operating season uh, uh, system. system. It's not about just me anymore. Yeah. Now I have. I have Lindsay that I'm thinking about. And so everything from our finances to mm -hmm. how I live my life um, to uh, communicating honorably and respectfully, you know, like mm -hmm. one of the biggest changes for me uh, that I had to deconstruct and reconstruct mm -hmm. was uh, asking Lindsay permission before I did something. Yes. So now I have someone in my life that I'm being respectful mm -hmm. and considerate of. That's a good word. Especially yeah. since we yeah. have uh, a child now. Yeah. Like we're, we're not separate beings we are mm -hmm. one yeah. we do everything together so we yeah. consider and we yeah. respect one another yeah uh and so recognizing when you're in an environment or a relationship that doesn't mm -hmm. function anymore within i would say healthy parameters like how are you reconstructing to navigate through that right so uh so uh what is healthy deconstruction mm -hmm. so scripturally uh the best word to describe what healthy de deconstruction mm -hmm. is or what I've been talking about 
is around the word, the renewing of the mind. Mm, so, you know, the buzzword today is deconstruction, but the old school world uh, word is the renewing mm -hmm. of the mind. Yeah. And it's not just in uh, the reality of uh, the word of God, but I'm renewing my mind. I'm yeah. rethinking and mm -hmm. re-strategizing how yeah. I interact in a married relationship mm -hmm. opposed to a singled yeah. one. So I want to read uh, Romans 12, 2 here really quickly, just to lead into what is the model of healthy deconstruction from scripture. Yeah. So it says this, uh, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm, that's good. That's good. So two key factors here that were, mm -hmm. that scripture is mentioning is, is there's this Transition. There's this deconstruction happening mm -hmm. from the way we used to think in the patterns yeah. of the world. And when we received Christ and we took on his reality uh, and we're allowing ourselves to be renewed. And obviously, a lot of us, we know we've grown up in uh, the Christian environments uh, that the renewing mind has a lot to do with the reading of the word and, yeah. and getting God's reality and his truth with, within us. Uh, and uh, what is God's will? Because that's what we're mm -hmm. being renewed to. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're deconstructing from and reconstructing who yeah, uh, and that reality is God's will is love mm. simplified yeah. uh, in Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Uh, it says this, uh, someone's asking Jesus mm -hmm. about the greatest commandment. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law or related to the old Testament. Mm -hmm. And Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your mind. Mm. Uh, this is the first and greatest commandment. Uh, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor mm -hmm. as you love yourself. Yeah, that's good. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, yeah. you know, as we're looking at the renewing the mind, renewing mm -hmm. our mind from uh, the world's thinking, okay? Yeah. And I like to sum it up in... The world is fear-driven, Christ, uh, mm -hmm. and, and God is love-driven. To yeah. really simplify, you know, the will between the world and God's will. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're shifting from the world to the world's reality of how yeah. things should play out mm -hmm. to God's reality, yeah. which is love. Mm, that's really good. Mm. And as you were talking, like, one of the things that we we do you know like i feel like that a call that matt and i have is um reframing mm -hmm. you know the reframing part you know like matt and i don't just teach methods you know like right. you know so when you're hearing us talk about healthy deconstruction and even this way of like this is you know some of the things that you can do and some of the things that you can look forward to when you are you know going into deconstruction and how to do a healthy mm -hmm. deconstruction it's like methods are great but i feel like like our one of our biggest call is you know we really teach frameworks right you know and so that's why the renewing of the mind the reframing of our mind brings so much transformation to our clients because of not just the method or the way that we do life with each other and with people you know so yeah. and that's why love is such a great great parameter or a great motivation when you are doing mm -hmm. healthy deconstruction, yes, you know, because because when love is missing there, like there's something that we 
are ingrained like the way god made us mm-hmm. you know we were made to receive love from him and so therefore we can love him back with that same love and love our neighbors as we love ourselves so it's right. kind of like this whole like you know like really cool circle of life anyway yeah no it is yeah, right it's, 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 it's circular yes yes it's, and, and so circle it's just, is about it's not a line yeah, point a to point b not it's, linear it's, it's it's very uh holistic it's very yes. um continual yes right yes we're continually <laughs> renewing our mind reframing our mind so we can be transformed so whether it's from the yes. world to here you know the maturing of our love because that's really what it is too like when you deconstruct in a healthy way mm-hmm. it is an invitation to mature in our love yes you know the love that we're able to receive from god and the love that we're able to give back to him and to the people around us. Right. Because that's the reality. It all boils down to love. Love yeah. is a complicated mm-hmm. and, let's be honest, difficult thing to do. Yeah. But just like lifting weights, uh, you know, if you want to get stronger, yeah. lifting weights, there has to be a tearing of the muscle. Mm-hmm. There has to be a a, a pressure applied yeah. to um, expand the, your capacity, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so... The 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 thing about what moves people into deconstruction, mm-hmm. and maybe if I paint a bit of a picture of what why this is a buzzword, yeah, um, it's a buzzword because um, in the negative sense because people are not experiencing the reality of God's love in churches. Yeah. Now, yep. Hear me. It's not a blanket mm-hmm. statement. Okay. I'm not talking against churches. I love church. I was a pastor for years, a missionary. I go to a phenomenal church. We go to a phenomenal church. It's just just about when you put two people together that are Mm -hmm. dysfunctional, there's going to be trauma. There's going to be hurt, right? And we're all in process. Mm -hmm. But the reality is uh, that in the mess of trying to do love, People mm-hmm. get hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People say things mm-hmm. in a hurtful way. They do things in a hurtful way. There's reasons why, but I'm not going to get into that in this session. Uh, go check out our, yeah, go check our, our, our uh, why do I do a podcast? Why do people hurt people? Right. Right. Yeah, we can, that's a podcast, yes. <laughs> but what I'm talking about here is people deconstruct because the reality is, is there's this model and this awareness of what love is mm-hmm. and we might not fully own it. And yeah. or fully aware of it, but intrinsically, mm-hmm. internally, we know somehow mm-hmm. what love is and what love is not. Yeah. And when people encounter, say, environments or other mm-hmm. people and they don't experience love, then they get hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 for a lot of ways, you know, depending on where you're at in your maturing process. No matter what somebody does, mm-hmm. the way that you your reality sees mm-hmm. things based upon your past, yeah. uh, you're going to get hurt no matter what. So there's just like this again. I think it's gonna be a totally good oh, podcast yeah, of you. Why do people hurt, hurt people? people? <laughs> <laughs> but to kind of jump back into well, this, we're laughing. Okay, we're laughing because it's not because we've never done it. You know, we're laughing because or experienced, we experienced it. it. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's, so, stuff, you know. it's so relevant. It's just like <laughs> such a real thing. It's such a simplistic thing. While yeah. we're out in the world, uh, while we're out in uh, relationship and doing our life, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. We are hardwired to need connection. Yeah. Uh, And so when those certain needs of connection aren't met internally, you know, I'm, I'm making a little bit more scientific. Uh, We're aware of that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we try to get our needs met in unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the maturing process, the pain of being hurt by someone is a pushing in a direction to resolve that. Yeah. If it's resolving it within yourself or if it's a removing yourself from an environment that is just toxic in general, be yes. it from a family yeah. environment uh, to an organizational environment. And sometimes that's required. Um, I, you know, I don't advocate leaving environments whenever someone sure. hurts you. Yes. But there does come times where you have to realize, oh, for me to mature, mm-hmm. being in a toxic environment won't help me. So I need yeah. to mature so yeah. I can either reinsert myself back into that environment um, or I can find or create the environment mm-hmm. of love because that's yeah. what we're called to. Yeah, We're called to create environments of love within mm-hmm. us yeah. uh, and around us. That's good. And so uh, when I think about when I think about healthy deconstruction, we're on a journey of trying to access the reality of love. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for examples of it. Yeah, We're looking for examples. Yeah. And we think, and we rightfully should think that it would be found in the church mm-hmm. um, or in a Christian uh, environment. Yeah. But it's not always the case. You know, when I think about uh, being in a relationship uh, with somebody uh, and I realize that there, there's love really isn't being expressed mutually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. be it through respect, be it through honoring, mm-hmm. uh, be it through care, be it through compassion, uh, then I start to experience what I call trauma mm-hmm. and Whenever love is lacking from a relationship, mm-hmm. trauma is being created. Yeah. Okay. And so I would call that it could be verbal. It could be emotional. Uh, sometimes in the extremes, it's, it's physical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the reality is, is we're looking for love. How do we step in mm-hmm. to love? How do we yeah. receive love? So yeah. when, when we're deconstructing, mm-hmm. maybe you've left an environment or a relationship and you're causing yourself to be like, why, why, why am I, why was I hurt? Why did this happen? Why do they treat me this way? You know, whenever you get hurt, normally you're going to go into blame mode, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to react where love is a growing process of learning how to respond. Yeah, that's good. There's a a huge difference between Mm -hmm. reacting and responding. Mm-hmm. So I would say if someone is not operating in love and it comes through in a hurtful way to you, the world will react. So if someone's yeah. mean to you, you'll react and be mean back mm-hmm. to them. You'll you'll self-protect. Yeah. And in some ways at the very elementary level, that's okay for a season. Mm-hmm. But the reality is is God's inviting us on yeah. a maturing journey. Yeah into love. Mm-hmm. And so as we grow, and this is a good litmus test or a test mm-hmm. to recognize kind of where you're at, a, yeah. uh, a gauge yeah. is if someone's mean to you, mm-hmm. are you able to respond in a healthy way in love, mm-hmm. not in a codependent way, yeah. not in a, in a narcissistic sure. way, <laughs> but actually in a, in a well-balanced way mm-hmm. in love yeah. that you respond, not according to how they're treating you, but you're mm-hmm. responding according to who 
you yeah. are yeah. because that's where the ownership part comes in is mm-hmm. I'm, I'm growing in maturity where I'm recognizing I'm deconstructing and recognizing yeah. how an environment mm-hmm. isn't healthy and it's not supporting yeah. love in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and also at a deeper level, and this mm-hmm. takes a lot of maturity yeah. is how am I deconstructing to how I treat others? Yeah. That's how I view others. Mm-hmm. Um, how I'm connecting to God and recognizing what's going on in yeah. the confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Or- yeah. I mean, gosh, um, there's so much to be said about how to do it, you know, but so I'm just going to share from just my experience, mm-hmm. like not going to go into details, but um, you know, there was a time in my life where I a season in my life where it was just, painful I was depressed I was traumatized and I just was not wanting to live <laughs> you know yeah, like, totally. there was there was a time where I'm like gosh like I should just go to heaven now it's a lot easier right you're right you know and when you're experiencing that much pain and trauma and I may be speaking to a lot of mm-hmm. you you know whether it's like a relationship that you just got out of a toxic relationship um, with a person, um, an environment, you know, be it your work, church, family, friend group and stuff, you know, uh, th- this, this, this stuff is real. Like when you're in it, you're like, you get, you get to the place where um, I don't want to move on, yeah. you know, and then you, you sit with that pain and you're like, you know, and I just want to like camp around this pain, you know, and you create yeah. scenarios in your head and whether they're true or not, you know, like the pain is valid. Yeah, to justify your pain yes, and yes. justify your experience. Yes. But at the same time, like you need to be able to have that one or two friend, you know, the person that 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 would that's not that's for you, the person who is for you and not for the system. You know, because when you find that person. Mm. who is for you who loves you in your mess in your deconstructing state where the kitchen is doesn't look like a kitchen anymore and it just looks like a bunch of rubble mess everywhere right and and i i could remember like sharing this with a a good friend of mine and i was like i don't have hope anymore Mm. like not just in you know like church or family or friends like no in life in general and i'm like i don't have hope anymore like i just it just feels like i just want to die like i just want to go to a better place yeah you know and she said this to me and i will never forget this she said like it's okay she didn't say like oh brush it off or something you know all those tools right brush it off renew your mind or whatever at that moment yeah she just said like i get it i hear you Mm. and in the meantime when you don't have hope, you can borrow mine. Yeah. Until you have hope again and you're able to walk in your healing. Mm. And it's found in Mark 2. You know, Jesus, I mean, Jesus healed a paralyzed man. Yeah. Because of his friend's faith. Yeah. The faith of his friends. So he good. was a guy who cannot literally do anything. He was paralyzed. Right. But his friends pushed through the crowds. Tore up the <laughs> tore up the ceiling and lowered him down so he could have an encounter with Jesus because they believed for him enough. Yes. That if he could have just that touch, the real authentic touch from Jesus, then he probably will be healed. 
Yeah. You know, and so sometimes like a part of this deconstruction and how to do it healthily mm-hmm. is that when you're not in a healthy state, find someone who would not just tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear and will hold your hand along the way. Yes. You know, and to love you. And that's why we're talking about love, like love, love, love for you. Yes. Not just like I'm trying to protect the system that was trying to hurt you and bring trauma and pain. Yeah. And so if you can find that person, may it be like a counselor, a friend, like that would be like my, my two cents. For sure. <laughs> In that Yeah. And scenario. it's, it's interesting because yeah. a lot of the topics that we bring up is based upon our life experience, what we're mm-hmm. sensing yeah. in the spirit of what's needed in the season uh, globally, as we're mm-hmm. touching people in all, all kinds of different countries to uh, the rep- repetition of what we experience with our clients yeah, uh, and helping yeah. them through that deconstruction process. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody like Lindsay was describing to yeah. be with you. Yes. And that's the power of Christ's love when it's demonstrated in a responsive mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like what we, what we do uh, in quill coaching through our programs and our one-on-ones mm-hmm. with clients is we're doing the act of what I call support. Yes. We're yes. being Christ in the midst of a difficult situation, a mm-hmm. confusing situation, a stuck situation. Mm-hmm. And we're activating the reality of God, uh, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. God with yeah. us or love yeah. with us. And you could be totally wrong. Right. But Christ, mm-hmm. the only way that we will be able to see the other side or to make a transformation in our mm-hmm. lives or in a, in a relationship yeah. is <clears throat> that we allow his view and his mm-hmm. reality. But it means that we have to humble ourselves. Yes. Absolutely. We have to embrace the deconstruction yes. process and say, yes. the way I've been acting, mm-hmm. the way I allow myself to get into toxic mm-hmm. relationships. Yes. Can yes, I get a yes. holler? Okay. Yes. All right. I know about it. I've done it in my own life. Mm-hmm. Codependent relationships. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, You were taught that from a young age. And yeah. it's a way you get your yeah. needs met. And so yeah. you keep getting in. If you keep finding yourself going from environment to environment, right. I want to say, stop. Yeah. Get some support. Yeah. Find the love mm-hmm. and the safety of honesty without judgment. Yeah. Right. So I, that's you know, so one of the biggest things that's helped me in my own personal journey is seeking relationships that have a neutral involvement, uh-huh. Yep. which means mm-hmm. I'm not trying to stand up for an environment. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to stand up for my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to be right. Mm-hmm. I want it to be with. Yeah. I want to be with you in your journey. Yes. I want to reflect like a mirror. Mm-hmm. As a lot of what we do in our in our mm-hmm. sessions with clients is being a mirror, an authentic yeah. mirror, not a judgmental or criticizing mm-hmm. mirror, yeah. but an authentic mirror yeah. so that we can come to the grips mm-hmm. of what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep ending up in toxic yeah. relationships, environments, yeah. um, uh, limiting environments? It might not you, be that you're toxic, mm-hmm. but you Maybe as you're growing your leadership, mm-hmm. you keep going into these lower level uh, positions <laughs> um, that limit you. And so you get stuck, you yeah. feel frustrated, and God's mm-hmm. actually inviting you into a higher level of maturity yes. to take a risk in a new space. Because yes. here's the thing, and I've experienced in my own life, it's easy for us to get in, learn something, know it, 
coast plateau mm-hmm. and feel like I can do this. Right. But the reality is then you're doing it in your own strength. Yeah. Yeah. And the the cool thing about that awareness is mm. that because you may never, some of you may be in this position, like you may never get the closure that you desire. Yeah. You know, like you may never <clears throat> get to have that spouse or that friend, you know, that hurt you. You may never get mm. to have that experience of like, let's talk and bring closure to all the things that we did to each other. Right. Yeah. Um, you may never get that, you know, um, in fact, like you may never speak or see that person again, you know, right. or be in that environment again. And it, it's so easy to dive into like offense and that offense mm-hmm. turns into bitterness and, you know, resentment. You know and resentment. Mm-hmm. And you know what resentment and bitterness is? It's like you're drinking poison, you know, and you're expecting the other person to die. Right. So what is hurt in this situation when 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 there's no opportunity for closure and right. reconciliation because i mean god is about restoration and reconciliation mm-hmm. you know and he will do that and there are moments where that's exactly what's going to happen but there are moments where like gosh you're stuck and you're drinking poison and you're bitter and you're yeah. festering in your your own who you know because it's, it's like sorry it's like a graphic one vomit yeah <laughs> and and it's really more damaging damaging to you you know yes. and but the cool thing about God's redemption and grace is that you you don't even need to have the other person's involvement to get closure. You just need to own like maybe the part that you played in yeah. that toxic relationship or toxic um in, in encounter, you know, and then God is so gracious that his the finished work of the cross is enough, you know, yeah. like you go to him, you know, you get counseling, you get like help, you know, wherever you get that, like there's, there's, there's healing involved because the thing is like when you don't, you know, create that your own closure, you know, yeah. like now you have the opportunity to create that your own closure mm-hmm. by doing everything in your power to get the healing that you need with the area that you had responsibility yes. for. And one of the ways, I know this is pretty common. One of the ways to do that is forgiveness. Right. You know, I think there's a level of forgiveness that you forgive mm-hmm. yourself and for, forgive the other person or the other party involved. And then now, once you let go of all the villains in your story, right? Everybody that you can ever blame, all the villains, including yourself, right? Then now you are free to not take the poison anymore. And now you're free to reclaim who you are, your authentic self, the way God has created you to be. And you begin to go through that step of healing and wholeness because there are people on the other side of your healing, on the other side of your obedience that are waiting Mm -hmm. for you to exist in your most authentic self in God. Right. So... Uh, right. And I love what you're saying there, because basically what you're saying, I, you're, you're saying a phrase that I love yes, to say a lot yes. is like people are waiting you for you on the other mm-hmm. side of your exactly. risk. Okay. And, yes. it, and it's risky to take, be obedient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's risky to choose love over reaction. Yes. How do I respond in love over reaction? Mm-hmm. And that's so key because here's the thing. If somebody hurts you, mm-hmm. it's because they haven't transitioned into that place doesn't make them a bad person it means Mm -hmm. that they're on a maturing journey and right like the people that were around mirror us a lot and the reason (laughs) if we're around toxic people 
Chances are there's some toxicity in your own life that you keep rubbing and get attracted to in that. Yeah. And so for you to move past that, to move on, mm-hmm. we have to do that inner work. We have yeah. to do that confront, personal confrontation mm-hmm. uh, and look past the pain yeah. by dealing with the pain. Yes. We got to deal with that pain. Like mm-hmm. she's talking about, like forgiveness. Yeah, I got to get, get in there. Yeah and, yeah, and you're like, why would I need to forgive myself? Well, the, one of the biggest reasons mm-hmm. why we'd forgive ourselves is internally we're allowing ourselves yeah. to keep being in a cycle of, mm-hmm. around toxic people. Yeah, and so we have to forgive ourselves and release ourselves for doing that. A mm-hmm. part of our process of moving forward. Yeah, and so uh, oh, I can keep talking about this topic, <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll do a part maybe, three. Maybe we'll do a part three, or uh, yeah, we'll jump into why, why do people hurt people? Yes, like, that I, could be a part three. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I want to do that maybe one because that too. one's sure because that's like <laughs> uh, why? Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, as we kind of end this, uh, I want to leave, I want to bring some clarity on one thought, uh, and, and just leave you with this to see where you've noticed this in your own life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been in a lot of uh, environments. Uh, I've worked for a lot of ministries, nonprofits, et cetera, um, organizations. And I've noticed that love isn't a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very complicated. It requires you to mature for a reason to yeah. learn things. And I've been in environments and I've stayed in toxic environments because it looked like they were doing love, mm-hmm. but yeah. internally they weren't being love. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a concept here that God really challenged me on in our own relationship. And that's yeah. where I've really been able to grow in this the most because, mm-hmm. you know, in a married relationship, you're together all the time. <laughs> yes. Is this, um, there's a difference between uh, what you say mm-hmm. and how you say it. Yes. So somebody could be doing the act of love, mm-hmm. but they're not carrying the heart of love. Yeah. And I've noticed so many times, and this is where I've been confused, where I'm mm-hmm. seeing the act of love. Sure. Maybe they're being generous, mm-hmm. but they're the way they're being generous is mm-hmm. controlling, mm-hmm. Uh, manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, self-protecting. Yeah. And it's like I've stayed in environments and in relationships mm-hmm. codependently because yeah. I see the, the, their actions, but I keep experiencing this thing. Their heart is not mm-hmm. really at a place to match the care that's needed for me as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like for me? I mean, right. I, I would, I would be doing the acts of love, mm-hmm. but because I hadn't walked through some of the forgiveness stuff, mm-hmm. recognizing when resentment is starting to build up and how to, what I call vent it. Yeah. Right. Uh, resentment means holding on to anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great topic to go into is what's a, what is uh, Christian anger? Cause Christ got <laughs> angry. Sure, right. Yeah. How am I venting good. that anger so that I can carry the heart of love instead of fear mm-hmm. for self-protection? Yeah. Um, for me, because uh, I'm more of a um, agreeable personality, mm-hmm. my pastoral heart, my helpful heart. I yeah. I haven't had permission to vent anger or know how to mm-hmm. in, in the past. Yeah. And so it created this codependency and uh, passive aggression. Right. So passive aggression gets created when you're not venting anger. Mm-hmm properly you're you're doing the act of generosity and love sure. but internally you're not releasing mm-hmm. that love through yeah. that act and yeah. people feel it yeah and they experience it and so that can be 
confusing. So I just want to encourage you wherever you're at in uh, your journey. If you need what Lindsay was talking about, need support, you need someone to be a mirror and Mm -hmm. to be with you in your journey. Um, I want you to know you are worth it. Yes. And you are valuable. Christ didn't die for you to mistreat yourself, Mm -hmm. to neglect yourself, to ignore who you are, uh, to not hold some of that love for yourself so that it can do its work to authentically come through those actions that Mm -hmm. you're doing in love. And so we want to say, Hey, we're here for you. Yes. Um, We have a phenomenal program called kingdomized one Mm -hmm. um, that has just been transforming lives. We've just, we're about a month into this one right now. I will be starting up again in the fall. So be watching out for that. If you're interested Mm -hmm. in um, doing that Mm -hmm. one-on-ones, if you just need to get in, just have something helped support working on with your heart. Um, But yeah. 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 Yeah, We've had thoughts. I mean, we've had, I mean, just, you know, obviously we're doing the kingdom ice one, but we've had, we've had two or three, no, two, two group sessions so far. Mm-hmm. And we the feedback that we've gotten from our students are like, I'm ready to do this now. You know, I'm going to jump in here. And, yeah, yeah. and it's because of the level of freedom, you know, yeah. like when you're in that place, like, you know, like we invite you to not do it alone, you know, even yes. if it's a one-on-one or if you join our program, you know, like it's a fairly smaller amount of people because we want it to be more intentional, you mm-hmm. know, in our, in your journey. And so, so yeah, so it's, 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 it's really something like I'm also getting, getting touched oh, yeah, by yeah. our program. So anyway, yeah, if you want to get on our wait list for the next one in the fall, like please feel free to email us so we can have your information and say like, you know, we'll let you know when it's starting. Yeah. So, yeah. So info at coldcoaching.com or go yes, on our website yes, and yes. Uh, reach out to yeah. us through oh, there. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, like right away, you know, the coils will be in North Dakota, in Dickinson, North Dakota. Yeah. In uh, June, June 2nd and 3rd for a conference. It's called Make Room. So um, if you are in any of our social media, like there will be a post about that. So if you're in the area, you're in near, near Dickinson and you can drive two hours, three hours, like I would, you know, we would love to see you there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So bless you guys. Mm. Let's, you want to go to just just pray for everybody to wrap this time up. Yeah. Yeah. Holy spirit. We just thank you for this time. I seal everything um, in, in their hearts. Like, you know, seal all of the things that we have talked about. And I pray for people's hearts who are listening and have been listening. And I thank you that the soil of their hearts and the soil of their spirits would become so good for this next season and the yeah. seed of healing and the seed of um, just the wholeness that's that's available for them. Yeah, so we just pray for just this massive encounter with the Lord even after listening to this. And so we bless you guys in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And until next time, love you guys, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.